0: I'm ready, Megan. You said, I'm going (laughs) to stuff my mouth again.
1: So I said, okay, I'm going to take one huge bite of my sandwich. Thinking I had time before I would be thrust upon the sound stage.
0: You're too late.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm thinking Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of My Sister Made Me View It, covering words of Radiance. Uh, We are, again, on our super duper fast record schedule read through trying to get to where we want to so we can record live at dragon con oh so exciting we are two episodes away before emily just has to stop and wait wait. for a week my name is megan and i should get back to claiming the house
0: my name is emily and i gotta get started packing <gasps> what are you packing for i signed for my first apartment. not my first apartment but i signed on an apartment today it's yeah. my first apartment in a while i'm very excited
1: right. and it's like your first one that you didn't like get with friends yeah. or as part of school housing like mm-hmm. this is your first adult you found it all on your own apartment i did and your roommate's a total stranger she is good luck really looking forward to meeting her she okay. seems cool so she has cats, which makes her awesome. It does automatically. Yeah. Uh, anyway, today we are covering another four chapters. We are covering 48 No More Weakness, 49 Watching the World Transform, Chapter 50 Uncut Gems, and Chapter 51 Heirs. This week's reading is all about science. Science! The science. <laughs> the science of chemistry! <laughs> Emily, as an Adel and Shallan shipper, what uh, did you think of these I chapters? I loved
0: them. I loved them. I loved them. Because Shalon is just unapologetically herself, which even though she's been with Yasna, even though she's been on her own for a while, I feel that... You know, Tin is always telling her to be a certain way, and Yasna is always telling her to be a certain way or control herself or, you know, do what I say. And really, for the first time ever, Shalon gets to be herself, and she Adelin really likes it, and it's really cute.
1: There may be something there is that, that Emily said all along. <laughs>
0: Like being a witch, it is fabulous. <laughs> Everyone should try it. I have knives in my feet.
2: What isn't that?
0: Oh no, those are cats.
1: Those are cats. Those are cats. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. So you were quoting be... Frenchy, <laughs> yes, from Our Flag Means Death, yes, because cats are witches <laughs> and they, they have, have knives, knives in their, their feet. feet. And <laughs> I was like, what is this obscure reference to the original Little Mermaid? <laughs> all right first we're gonna start with a bit of a sad flashback because a lot of a lot of uh, shallan's flashbacks are sad yeah but the the brothers are getting closer together yes her
0: wish she i feel okay so you know how when she was talking to wit and she's like this is my perfect day and like all the brothers are getting along and everything um you know how she sketches people as they could be uh-huh. I'm wondering if she's able to like project her wants and wishes into the universe, I guess, and have it happen because they seem to be on the path
1: for that to happen. I want to reread the epigraph we had last week about Light Weavers. Okay. Yet were the orders not disheartened by so great a defeat, for the Light Weavers provided spiritual sustenance. They were enticed by those glorious creations to venture on a second assault. So maybe there's an element of light weaving that is emotional change as well as like visual Mm -hmm. changes, things that you can see. Yeah. Talk is just over there just observing. What's it like trying to record a podcast in a zoo? (laughs) (laughs) Challenging for one. Wait, wait, wait. Hold everything. I am. Because I have something off topic. Okay. I want to continue what we were talking about last week about the plot to kill the king. Okay. And I was thinking about it again today. Okay. And so I reread the part in Way of Kings where Liren is trying to, Kaladin's father is trying to save the High Lord and his son. Mm-hmm. And Kaladin sees he has the chance to kill Rashon, but doesn't. And. Liren says that wonderful phrase that Kaladin remembers at the end of the first book before he speaks his second ideal, which is, someone has to start. Someone has to do what is right, because it is right. And of course, I've also been rereading, sorry, I'm going through book one again, <laughs> uh, all of the different modes of philosophy that Shalon goes through when she's debating if what Yasna did in the alleyway was right. Mm-hmm. So the the metaphor is brought up in the surgery scene and it was repeated by graves that some people like a festering wound just need to be removed and my galaxy brain take is the people are not the infection the system that created them is so yasna killed those thieves in the alleyway but she didn't do anything to ameliorate the causes of Future crimes. Mm -hmm. Other footpads will show up. I mean, she left the crystallized bodies there, back there, as an example. But she didn't stop crime. She just stopped those four men from committing another crime. But there's nothing to stop other men from committing crimes in the future.
0: So... She shouldn't have done anything, but instead worked on a system that it would take in years and years and years to fix and allowed other people to be murdered in the meantime.
1: Thank you so much for <laughs> branching me into my second You're point. You're welcome. Because this brings us to Amram, mm-hmm. saying that it's best for him to kill Kaladin and take the sword now because the time it would take to train people mm. in the sword would be a waste when we need someone to change the world now. And you brought up in our last thing that Elokar is a terrible king and can they teach him to be a better king? Is it better to do something terrible to stop harm now or is it better to let harm continue while you take the long route to change someone? So, so. This th- is the trolley problem all It's, over it's again. always I the trolley problem. <laughs> These books are always the trolley problem. Uh, shout out to... Oh, sidebar, I was looking up somebody on StorePod, and StorePod's already talking about us. What? Someone said, I started your podcast today. How did it come about that you both are writers? And then I'll answer that after. But um, then B. Taylor said, this Discord has many upsides, but finding y'all's podcast has to be up there with the best of them. (laughs) Oh, thank you.
0: Listen, Megan and I started this podcast just literally for kicks and giggles, and also so that she could make me read this like that's literally like we're just doing it for fun. I'm so glad other people enjoy it because it's just fun to do.
1: Okay, Ransk. R A N G S K from the Stormpod Discord. I'm sorry if I say your uh, name incorrectly, but he has reminded me that there's another piece of the trolley problem, another step that I haven't brought up okay. before. And it's, I
0: only know the can be trolley featured problem featured in the episode the of The
1: Good <laughs> Place. Uh, imagine that you are a surgeon. And there are five people who need new organs or they are going to die. You can save them. Each person needs a different organ: one a heart, one a liver, etc. A person walks into the hospital, is perfectly healthy, and a match to save all five people. Do you kill that person in order to save the other five?
0: No. Why not? Okay, I hate to say, it, because the other person hasn't
1: done anything. That's not really what I mean. You know? So but <laughs> Elokar walks into a hospital and his organs could save your top five favorite characters. Ugh.
0: No, because that's murder. I mean, they <laughs> <laughs> like someone just would sneak up behind him and bash him over the head and haul him into the operating room and harvest organs like some back alley kidney ice in the bathtub situation.
1: <laughs> you watched Squid Game? No. Okay. You don't explained it to Squid me though, because it was you too intense for Yeah, I don't think you would enjoy it. Uh, but anyway, so here's the thing.
0: I didn't get to finish my thought. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's pretty much. I don't know what else. I just no, no. Yeah, like, no. To me, you would. That's like a hard, That's gruesome. No, that's yeah. not
1: just like oh, a trolley's doing it. It's like you're putting your hand inside this body and taking out what you need to save lives. Mm-hmm. So the situation in which you save lives is different. Anyway, we're we're jumping back to Elokar and the people who want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um. And Moash's question of how is a man like me supposed to get justice against the king? Mm-hmm. And I want to branch that out. Also, how would a man like Moash teach or change Elokar? He has no opportunity. He, like, has no way to do it. And so, and then also a meta umbrella thing. Yes, you go, Emily, first. Okay. So
0: we had talked about it at one point, this is this is to answer the question how to get justice from the king for Moash or someone similar in that situation. We talked about that Mo, um, Elokar is so far removed from anything that goes on in the kingdom. Like after the Chasm Fiend attacked, Adolin's taking care of all the details. Mm-hmm. And Elokar's just like, I don't care. Why are you bothering me with this? If Elokar was forced to confront the consequences of his actions, I think that might help. I don't know if that yeah. would change him, but I think everyone's doing him a disservice by like, keeping him in the dark. Yeah. Even if initially he's like, I no, I don't I'm
1: the king. I don't have to deal with this. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Jumping back to consequences of the actions. When we first meet Alocar in Book One during the Chasm Fiend attack Mm -hmm. and something like 40 men get killed. Adolin's in charge of cleanup and he's in charge of contacting the families. Dalinar has put his son in charge of this because it's not something the king has to worry about. And when it's brought up to Elicar, he's like, oh, those men will be blessed in the tranquiline Halls for their goodness. And he's never faced the reality of the consequences of his actions. Mm -hmm. Normally, oh, somebody doesn't face consequences does not mean that they should be killed. Right. But revolution is usually seen as something that's glorious and just, and you take out the aristocracy and power to the people. But we're getting both like we've we've met Elokar. We know that he would have potential if he could just learn some things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So do we take the time to teach Elokar how to be a good king? And again this <laughs> Wouldn't like exist in a vacuum. I don't think you could one-on-one sit down and be like, okay, Elokar, here's how you be a good king. Here's how you be a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem feasible, but you can't go to hero school. Yeah, you can't go to hero. <laughs> Sign Elokar up for Bridge 4. Um, but because there's a there's a there's a set of people that are keeping Elokar like this, mm-hmm. and it's really Downward. Dalinar's fault. Yeah. He has protected the boy. He calls Elokar the boy. Even though Elokar, I'm assuming,
0: is in his 30s. 30s.
1: Yep. Yep. He's younger than Yasna, so... She's, what, 34? 34. She was 34. She will be 35 soon. (laughs) And, yeah. So, in Mistborn, Mm -hmm. they are overthrowing the Lord Ruler. Yes. Because he has too much power, Mm -hmm. and he's using his power to crush the people. Yes. And you you find out over the course of Mistborn that the Lord Ruler thinks he's doing an overall right. Mm-hmm. That he's creating all this pain and suffering now because he believes he will have the opportunity to do right if he can just keep everything the way he needs it for now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's generally agreed upon in Mistborn that's he's bad. <laughs> the Lord that's Ruler, bad. bad. <laughs> so... It's very funny that we have a group of patriots who who meet to discuss what needs to be done, and because they aren't the protagonists, what they're doing is considered wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, depending on what side you're on depends on, you know, how you see your actions.
1: Yeah. So, back to Miss Mistborn. Vin is recruited mm-hmm. by this group of patriots, and they give her a job to do, and she infiltrates the nobility, mm-hmm. and... She uh, is put in the position where if she, she gets the chance to go up against the Lord Ruler, like, she'll be given the means to do so. Now, I know he's going against the wishes of the protagonist, <laughs> but Moash has been recruited into this group of patriots mm-hmm. and has been asked to infiltrate the nobility. Ooh. And if given the chance to open up the doors for people who can kill the king, mm-hmm. it is the same situation But emotionally, we're reacting to these two different things very differently because one of them, it's the goals of the protagonist that we're rooting for and one of them they're going against. And it's, again, fascinating to me because I've missed it before of when Kaladin talks to Syl. And he's like, Syl, can you tell me the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. And she says, definitely. And then he lays it all out for her and she's like, I don't know. So... We've got all of this, okay, but what about this, but what about this, trolley problem this, lives of the many, needs of the few that, mm-hmm. but it comes down to Lirin, which is someone has to do what is right because it is right. And now I'm going to add on, not because it is logical, not because it is balanced, not because it is proven, but Liren has a strong sense of personal honor mm-hmm. and he has to follow what is right, even though in the moment it may not be reasonable Mm -hmm. and do you want to know why i love moash
0: i do this has not been bothering me but i have been very curious about it
1: rayfo
2: i hate you
0: (laughs) will no i was ready to open my heart up To the possibility maybe one day I also will love Moash. That's impossible
1: now. I would like to have maybe a whole episode about (laughs) Moash at the end of this book. But I'd like you to see what unfolds over the course of this book. Because we've just, remember, I've just told you it's okay for you to not like it. Thank you for the permission. (laughs) And I want to get to the end of the book and then talk about him more. Okay.
0: So here, here's my thing. Again, we may be getting on the philosophy train here. Where's GDN going? The philosophy trolley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the philosophally, if you will.
0: No, I will not.
1: The trolosophy.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. People, like we've got, you know, these. This is always the hard part because I feel like anyone who's like a revolutionary or anyone who's like ready to go and make change and they take out what they think is the problem. Yeah. You know, the French aristocracy, if it's gonna be Elokar, you cannot control what comes after that. Like you cannot. So it may end up being way worse. It may like, okay, in the in the EU, which is no longer canon,
1: uh Of Star Wars. Of Star Wars. Not the European Union. No.
0: <laughs> you guys we're talking
1: the extended universe <laughs> books of Star Wars. <laughs>
0: what i really love about it is after the because the stories go on past um you know return of the jedi where the empire's gone and everyone who is power hungry is fighting like it ends up causing i'm not going to say causing more problems than it solves that's not what i mean but different problems different problems there are so many consequences to people's actions yeah natural consequences not like oh you should be punished for what you've done it's Every two-bit warlord rushes to fill the vacuum of power. Yeah, and if they are trying to hold Alethkar together, I love this. We're going to get into this in this in this section that we've read. But the uh, the question is coming for me: Is it worth holding Alethkar
1: together? Like, is it worth it? I forgot a big umbrella point I was going to bring up earlier. Okay. Yasna killed those guys in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. Amaram killed Kaladin. Sadius kills hundreds of bridgemen rather than train them in order to preserve the men he's already put time and effort into. Mm-hmm. And we've got the the patriots who want to kill the king. Mm-hmm. They are all Alethi characters that we are talking about. And in Alethkar, and this is kind of like a big umbrella meta thing that we don't mention very much, but in Alethkar, a country that worships war, fighting, and death to solve your problem is seen as a societally acceptable solution.
0: So they're not trying to avoid war. They're looking yeah. for excuses to well, go no, to it, war. Well, no, it's
1: more like murder is different in the context of a warrior's society. Okay. That, and also their beliefs of the afterlife are like, we're still going to be fighting and warring in heaven. It armed conflict, violent conflict is not seen as a bad thing. It's seen as a good thing and a glorious thing. And as much as Yasna's like, I'm not, you know, part of my local religious beliefs, there are still a ton of cultural beliefs like baked into her that, yeah, killing these guys is the quickest and fastest solution because her father and uncle and their best friend, you know, fought and killed for years to unite a kingdom so death that brings about a good end in Alethkar is seen as
2: acceptable.
1: That is so fascinating because, of course, of course,
0: because like I feel like maybe I've been reading it as like, oh, you don't want to be fighting. You want peace. You want prosperity. You want all of these things. You want things. to unite them. You want to unite them and be done with the fighting. They're never going to want to be done with fighting ever.
1: Because. In the foreign religion, God has told them being a fighter is the best thing you can be, and it is a glorious outcome. And we even have like a physical manifestation of that in the thrill, the <laughs> dopamine button when people <laughs> fight. And so it's one of the reasons why Dalinar's quest to stop the war is being seen as absolutely off the wall mm-hmm. because we're, we're a lessee fighting. Killing for killing for righteousness is what we do. It's a mm-hmm. whole kingdom of crusaders, yeah. which is what they're doing right now. But, 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 okay, the war against the Parshendi. Yeah. This is a glorious war for a good cause. And we saw the propaganda that Kaladin fed into back home that only the best men, mm-hmm. the greatest of soldiers, will go to fight on the Shattered Plains. Yeah. And he gets to the Shattered Plains, and it's just these high princes, these royalty who are profiting from the war, who have spread this propaganda to the common people to be like, it's so good to be a soldier and being a soldier is good and noble and wonderful. And then at the same time, putting the men under their command through like horrible, horrible things that most of the high princes are not willing to do themselves. And anyway, (laughs) all this to say... (laughs) I like the central philosophical questions of these books, which mm-hmm. is, when is it right to kill? Is it ever right to kill? Can you kill to save? Can you kill to, yeah, can you kill to save? Can you kill to protect? Yeah.
0: This is so good, Megan! I love talking about this with you! Okay, now let's actually go over the reading. Because <laughs> okay. so I'm like, wait, I have other points to make. I'm like, no, we can talk about
1: that during the I'm reading. I'm sure so. we'll get back to it once we hit airs. Yeah. <laughs> no more weakness. No more weakness. Anyway, Shalons with her family. And...
0: Wickham is doing well. He's put on weight. He's working on mathematical problems. Uh, even though his dad is not super happy about this, the Ardents, apparently, for their family, had enough, like... I'm not going to say courage, but they actually approached their dad and was like, leave him alone. Let him do this. Yeah, We could, we could use another Ardent. Yeah. And so... Wickham's kind of getting, you know, his
1: wishes, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Shalon is going through her, Shalon's sketchbooking stuff, mm-hmm. um, and Balot's flipping through it. Balot says, you're better than mother ever was. Mm-hmm. Their mom was a visual, we've never heard Shalon mention this, ever. No. And that adds another layer to, oh, Helleran gave Shalon a sketchbook because their mom used to draw. And I I like that,
0: Shalon. Like any okay, it's a really great writing writing tool. Where where anytime we we hear about mother or Shalon or anything, it's it's not her name. It's not an image of her. It's nothing. It's just mother and nothing. Yeah. Like this 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 character seems so minor because no one talks about her no one does anything about her no one like even like Shalon's not even remembering what she looks like yet her death has kind of been the the tipping point for everything that's happened i really yeah. really love that like um if you've ever read sunshine by robin mckinley <laughs> i have <laughs> <laughs> uh the character sunshine and her mom um her mom is like this larger than life character who is involved with everything and kind of brash and brassy and all of these things but she's never actually on screen quote unquote anything that happens with her mom is always off stage or she has sent someone else to do something and i just think it's one of the coolest ways to like have this huge larger than life character Uh who actually never like you never see them interact ever it's just it's fun it's a fun thing and i feel like we're kind of getting to this a little bit with like Shalon's mom having just a lot to do with the plot, and and Shalon deliberately not thinking about it. Yeah. I
1: really like this. Um, so we have we're seeing the the next step of like well, the most important step a man can take is the next one. <laughs> um, but the the stuff that Shalon laid the foundation for during the festival is starting to pay off here because the festival was four and a half years ago. Because this chapter's three years ago. Ask me these things. Like, I'm supposed to be <laughs> the experienced reader who knows this. Where's Middlefest? 25.
0: 35.
1: You mean 45? 45. Uh, Middlefest was three and a half years ago,
0: so this is okay. about six months six later. Six months later. Okay. Uh, so she's been working hard at this and finally seeing the fruits of her
1: labor. Balot and Alita have been writing. Uh, and again, this fun... This fun book culture thing of like Balat can't read the letters she sends and he doesn't want Shalon to read them out loud <laughs> so he has their stepmother read them out loud but still like do you want your mom or your little sister to read your love letters your yeah yeah um and then Wickham uh, Wickham and Shalon have this fun like clever back and forth where he's like, love is like... And he gives her a metaphor. And then she has to think up a clever response mm-hmm. to it. And she's doing it to make her brothers laugh.
0: Um, Like, she's creating the future and the scenes that she wants. And she's not forcing it. She's It's, like, actually happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, like, arranged it for it to happen. She, like, put the effort into it. But I love that we're seeing the fruits of her, her labor. Like, the love the love that she wanted she's cultivated and it's so interesting to compare her to her father who he wants order and he wants this very specific thing Mm -hmm. yet he's not willing to he's willing to do it through force everything he does is through force i am the ultimate source of power you will do what i say um and shalon does it through like actually like leadership and being a
1: part of it. And mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, it's just, it's interesting to compare the two characters. Cultivation.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, And Balat heads out, and Wickham doesn't follow him. And what does Wickham have? Oh, my
2: gosh. Oh, my gosh.
0: He gives Shallan a pouch full of blackbane.
1: We remember that. That's we from one. We remember book
0: one. Book one. And Wickham tells her that he's had this on him for a long time, but he doesn't feel like he needs it anymore, and he gives it to her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is very freeing for Wickham,
1: but but a huge burden to Shallan. Right? Oh, so like she is not equipped to help someone through this through because, but she's she's thirteen. Mm-hmm. She just turned thirteen. No, because she was fourteen in the. Oh, what right. He says, someone who just hit her teen years 15 months ago. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she's 14 now. And this is this is a thing. Okay, so I just watched the Jenny Nicholson Evermore video. I'm so excited to watch it. Twice. Oh, twice. And she brings up a bit about some of the parasocial relationships that develop between the normal visitors and the longtime performers. And one of the things that she's brought up is the gratitude that fans have when art takes them, brings them through a difficult time. hmm of fans going up to people who make art, whether it's these actors, whether it's people who post stuff online and saying, thank you. This got me through a really dark time. Your art saved me and like going into specifics and things. And that is such a uncomfortable position for any artist to be in because you're like, I don't want to be responsible for your life and the other lives I may potentially quote unquote save Mm -hmm. if my art changes or if I stop making it or if I make things that are darker. And so that's a, that's what's happening to Shalon right here is Wickham is saying, because of what you did, I'm still alive. Mm. And he means it in a grateful way. He's happy. Yeah. But at the same time, sorry, I, I steamer love you, I'm just no, going to no, finish this no, no. thought. No, 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 you keep going. At the same time, what's underneath that to Shalon is, Shalon. if things go bad again, it's your fault if I die. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because he got it somewhere before I'm sure mm-hmm. he can find some again. But to him, it feels like a very important gesture to, yeah. like, this is him being grateful to her saying, thank you for everything you've done. But yeah. yeah, that just puts so much pressure on Shallan.
1: Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why therapists are so important, because that is someone who is trained and prepared emotionally to deal with heavier thoughts and discussions like this. When a normal person who's like, I make art because it's fun and it makes me happy and I'm developing my talents and I love it. If they get told your art now has this huge important change and weight to it, that that adds a new layer to it. So I think mm-hmm. that adds to what happens for Shalon and J- 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 Jushu. Jushu.
0: Here's the thing because... I feel like having only been to Evermore one time, you know, the actors are there to have fun, also to do their job. It would be way too emotionally taxing to treat every visitor as if my art has to make a huge, profound impact in their lives in order to save them, lift them up, whatever, when it's really just a fun time. Like, you just, it's just too much pressure. And yeah, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to look for comfort uh and reasons to keep living like that's not what i'm saying at all but it's like you said that's what therapists are for you know i i don't think there's anything wrong with maybe saying like i really enjoyed this it helped me through a oh, dark yeah. time sort of a thing or like i'm so glad you shared this with me or i'm, I'm so glad that you shared this art with me or this is, has been a really fun evening like that's what art is supposed to do mm-hmm. it's supposed to like lift and and well not supposed to that's what my I like my art to do is to lift and inspire me you know
1: Uh, I will say this is specifically about parasocial relationships about people you don't physically know actors performers online people Mm -hmm. this is completely different like and I know that we're saying oh my gosh this brother should not have told his sister about this I'm saying you can talk to your family about this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. We are saying it is unfair for this older brother to put this weight on this younger sister when they are all going through the same dark thing, just dealing with it differently. But you can, I mean, every situation is different. Just like we talked about, if you are a patriot planning to overthrow the aristocracy (laughs) in Mistborn, it's different than if you're doing it in Roshar. But uh, I think what this is, what I'm trying to say here is you can trust people in your real life and you can talk to them about this. Mm-hmm. People who you know what they can handle and what they need to do. But if you do feel like that you need help, you should seek professional help if you are struggling against problems of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. And don't tell Cinderella. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell Wen Weaver. <laughs> Wen Weaver had a hard enough season as it was. That's the Jenny Nicholson Evermore video reference, Emily. You'll get that soon. <laughs> Once I see it.
0: Because here's the thing: Shalon, bless her heart, bless her heart, has taken all this upon herself because she feels that she is the one, the only one that can fix this. Shalon's taking all this upon herself. Well, we kind of talked about this in the last last episode, so I won't really go into it again. But no one is there for her. She is the one holding everything up. And it's going well. It's, it's going, you know, the way she wants it to go. But there's no one there that she can confide in. And she. everybody needs that. Everyone needs a support system. But this family is not emotionally healthy enough to nope. have one.
1: <laughs> and Shalon uh is putting on this smile for everyone. And mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, she's actually fine. She's great. She's totally fine. They don't they don't know about the disassociation. They don't know about, like, the extreme fear and trauma and flashbacks she's still having and, like, the guilt that she's wrestling with, they can't see inside her head. And so the fact that she's going through this horrible thing, but she's smiling anyway, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that she's got a handle on it. It means that she's do you know what she's doing? She's putting up a light weaving. She's putting <gasps> up an illusion of being oh, okay. Oh, I love that. And it's inspiring the others that maybe they can feel okay. Oh. So she's, she's, her light is shining for everyone else, but she's not helping out herself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're only halfway through the
0: book. <laughs> What's going to happen? I don't know. But um, I like what you said, how uh, after, after Wickham... Confesses this very heavy thing. I liked how you said this probably affects how she handles the whole Jushu thing.
1: Yeah. Because. Should it be Jushu because of the Oh, gym? it
0: is. It is. You're very smart. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes, I am. <laughs>
0: Sorry. It should be a yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> because her brother is brought tied up by debtors who are saying he can't pay us. They're talking to the dad. Yeah. He can't pay us. You can. And the dad turns his back on him and says, no, "No, he's your problem.
1: Uh, He promised us you would pay his debts. He lied, father said. Mm -hmm. And father's like, oh my gosh, okay. Father's like, I told you. The other brothers are like, we told him. We warned him. We all told him this would happen. Mm -hmm. And he kept doing it. He should see the consequences of his actions. (gasps) That's
2: what I said. That is oh, what no. you said. Oh no. But
1: Shallan is like, but he's my brother. Yeah. She is doing what is right because it is right personally to her. Even though like Jushu knew, Yushu knew <laughs> Yushu knew. And he still did it anyway. And this is where we talk about redemption and forgiveness in the way of kings. Mm-hmm. Is like, how far can someone go before they're irredeemable? Mm-hmm.
0: Sadius is there in my book. Is he? Did you not read what happened at the end
1: of book one? I did, but, I mean, what if Sadius changed? What if Sadius regretted what he did? He hasn't did?
0: yet. There's still time for us to take him out before he makes <laughs> any good changes in his life Are
1: you saying, so that I don't have to feel bad <laughs> about it. Are you saying there's more journey before no. his destiny? <laughs> What is the destination, by the way? Is it, do you think in this fantasy world that the afterlife is what they believe it
0: is? (sighs) Well, okay, here's the thing. You've got all this magical uh, radiance and heralds and abilities and things like that. And so, to me, yeah, the afterlife would have to match up with that. That some big other thing is going on. Yeah, I mean, so far, (laughs) yes. But we haven't... Like really heard anybody else's versions of the afterlife, so I'm just mm-hmm. like sure. Except
1: for uh, the cobbler who talked about the one, mm-hmm. and he his belief was reincarnation that the one is each of us are a reincarnation of the one who lives every life and every possibility That's before true. becoming the one. I want to bring this back to the atheism versus religion talk that yasna and shalon had Mm -hmm. about right and wrong where shalon is like right and wrong is set by the almighty and then yasna says i believe that you might i determine what is right and wrong and i know right from wrong in my own heart Mm -hmm. and it's not set by this is not yasna's words it's not set by a a strange being in the sky i've never spoken to Mm -hmm. and according to the laws and that their religion says that gambling is wrong, Mm -hmm. and according to everything that the house has done, Yushu has done wrong. Morally, ethically, legally. Ecumenically. But the love Shallan has for him, and her knowledge that he could be better if given the chance. Redeems him. Redeems him. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is uh... I know that we said that, oh there's not much this chapter and we've just gotten into like three deep philosophical discussions in a row but for okay so the the trolley problem is the central question of these books
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then i see the flip side of that coin is and so the trolley problem is like what must i do to do good what is goodness yeah. the flip side of that coin for me is how far into badness can you go before you can come back oh yeah, because,
0: I mean, there's, like, the age-old, like, everybody makes mistakes, but, like, some people thoroughly enjoy, like, what they can get out of life by mm-hmm. stepping on other people. Yeah. And, yeah, like, so don't, listen, don't redeem saddies Can I just please have this black and white thing that I can just hate this one person who's not real and just not feel bad about it.
1: Okay, okay. I want to talk about Sadeus Dalinar Gavilar. Okay. Oh, A like in mind and purpose. Yes. Um, okay, United Alethkar. At one point, uh, Sadius
0: is talking in these chapters that we're going to talk about, and he talks about how like he's the last one left that created this Alethkar. And so I totally get that he, I'm sure he feels that he has every right to do what he's doing because he was one of the founders
1: of the country. I get that. Keep going. So what I'm saying is, Dalin or Gavilar Sadius, to our reading this far in the book, mm-hmm. were united in purpose... Gavilar died early. Yes. We don't know which direction he would have gone. Mm -hmm. Dalinar is trying to redeem himself from his past, and Sadius is continuing on down the road of bloodshed. So they... The way that he has been raised and the way that he... That's what you're supposed to do. We've been in Sadeus' head. He doesn't see what he's doing as wrong. Mm -hmm. So he, by his morality, is... He's doing what is right legally... And religiously, Mm -hmm. he knows, he knows he's on shaky ground ethically. Mm -hmm. But he's like, Dalinar's the one who's lost his way. Yeah. So. Everything he does is because he's the last one standing. Yeah. So, again, who decides what is right? Is what is right for one person the same as it is for another person? And... What happens when you find out that the Emperor's been dead in his palace the whole time? Hmm? Do you keep on murdering?
2: <laughs> Let's bring <laughs> <off! laughs> Where are we at? What
1: is our time code right now? <laughs> We're at like 45 minutes. <gasps> we can
0: do it. We can do it. So uh, Shalon is ordered back because she's begging for her father to please go save him. She's begging her brothers to do something and they're like, no, like, you know, he made
1: his decision. Yes, Megan want to talk about the father Shohan conversation when they're yelling at each other right now yeah okay um because i want to bring up she's going into the family accounts she's going into the ledgers because she's trying to tell her dad no we can do it we can save him Mm -hmm. so yeah she thought she knew the whole picture because she's helped with minor family accounts Mm -hmm. but she sees the huge amount of debt that we are in Mm -hmm. and he's talking you know a big game like oh i'm not going to pay his debts because you know he gambled and he knew when shallan and father were alone father's like i literally can't afford Mm -hmm. to pay it and she's saying is this because of the deal that you made with revelar the bad deal that dad was really angry about at Mm -hmm. the at the feast and he says i will finally make something of myself and this house I will stop them from whispering about us. Mm -hmm. I will end the questioning. And Shallan says, by bribing, using money we don't have. And then he looked at her, face shadowed, but eyes reflecting light like twin embers in the dark of his skull. In that moment, Shallan felt a terrifying hatred from her father. And he physically grabs her. Like, has, he hasn't laid
0: hands on her before, has no. he? Okay.
1: I've done this for you, he growled, and you will obey. I've gone wrong somewhere in letting you question me. There will be changes in this house. No more weakness. I've found a way. And then, as she's, like, crying, she's like, Father, he looks up towards the room. She knew he was looking towards Mother's soul. What was that? I don't know. Because
0: there is a short story in Brandon's repertoire called The Emperor's Soul. Which, which you
2: haven't read. won't
0: let me read. Listeners, <laughs> listen to the tape. I
1: said, Emily, go ahead and read it. Go ahead. Read it. We just can't record on it for a year
0: just saying
1: you can read it (laughs) literally nothing stopping you you initially told me it was a bad idea i don't think i used the phrase bad idea i think i had this dream of how our lives would go (laughs) and it was that we would do a special set of episodes covering everything in the ars arcanum and emperor's soul is in the ars arcanum where does the what
0: world does the emperor's soul ah, take place on? Cell, same place as Elantris. Elantris. Okay, and the only thing I know about this story is this: this person is tasked with forging a new soul for their emperor. Basically, yeah. So I don't know how souls work here on Roshar. I don't know if you can literally trap a soul, or if this is just something that Shalon has invented if this is something that she thinks is one thing but is another or if it is literally her mother's soul in a box mm. which um if the dad is as terrible as i think he is a lot of serial killers or whatever like they
1: keep trophies of their victims uh shout out to the magnus archives for that one episode about all the Beating hearts and oh. jars. <laughs> that one
0: was so good. It was so good.
1: I'm sorry I had to stop listening. That was too so <laughs> scary. <laughs> so mother soul in a box. Yes, is either an hallucination from Shalon. Mm-hmm. It is either a misunderstanding of something that is actually up there, mm-hmm. or it is actually mother soul. Mother in a
2: soul. box. Yeah.
0: And so um weird stuff is going on. I think. I don't even know if it's, like, the telltale heart where it's, like, driving the dad insane. Like, mm-hmm. he should let it go, but he hasn't yet. And so, um, even after this very intense confrontation with her father, she's just like, I have to save my brother. Yeah. Which I admire her so much. I was, like, at the beginning of book one where, like, Shalon is sailing across the sea and being like, I've never done anything like this before. Whatever. Yes, you have, girl. You're very brave. You're very brave. She just didn't have much, like, faith in herself. Maybe she just blocked out all the time. Maybe she was she, brave. she did. But um, she goes and begs for... The knives. Knives from her brothers. The, the gifts that her father had given them at the feast that one night. And she also takes her necklace to... To go and trade. And she runs out there alone. Her brothers let her go out alone by herself. She races after this wagon to trade these trinkets for her brother. And... The people in the carriage, this is such a great, this is such a great scene because, you know, they're just like, this is not enough. And, like, we would rather use him as an example. And, and why do you, why do you want your brother back? And I love him. I love him. And, and this, this part, uh, this part is, name one reason I should show this man pity. Our mother was murdered, Shallan said. That night as I cried, Yushu held me. It was all that she had.
1: Uh, I want to rewind about half a page. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's... This is the first time that we've seen Shallan try her different,
2: mm-hmm.
1: her different methods, her different ways. And has she lost then? The women from father's books, the women she was coming to admire, would not have made pleas to win this man's heart. They would have tried logic. But in the end, it is an emotional plea that saves
0: him. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, listen, keep your necklace. We'll take the knives. Yes. And then. Sorry. Yes. And sorry. then.
1: After. <laughs> sorry, finish what you were going to say, because I'm excited about the conversation she has with
0: Yushu after. Um... And they, they give him back. And he didn't hear this conversation. Mm-hmm. He's been beaten. His ears are ringing. He, one eye is swollen shut. So, like, Yushu literally does not know what Shallan did to save him. And
1: she doesn't tell him. Yeah. She says, Balot and Wickham traded their knives for you. hmm And so she puts him in the debt of their brothers, even though she was the one who did it. Yeah. Because it's not about shallan getting glory it's about Shalon keeping her family together mm-hmm. and this is technically a lie of omission
0: yeah because technically yes they did give the knives but they weren't the ones who literally traded them yeah mm-hmm.
1: i i love how this is already like a part of her character and then yushu gets home and he's crying to balot and says she says you saved me thank you and then balot Who's like, no, let him burn. <laughs> Looks at Shalon. knows what Shalon has done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're my brother. Let's get you cleaned up. And so she's waiting for father to come and scream at her.
0: Well, uh, one thing really fast. Uh, before this, when she's trying to convince her brothers to go save Yushu, they're like, he dug his own grave. And she's like, that's what father said. And that's what kind of spurns them into, we do
1: not want to be like that man. Okay. <laughs> now father's found a way to control Shalon. Mm-hmm. he's found a new way and a way to control himself you know i would never hurt you Shalon. i have to let the anger out i can't blame myself for that anger others create it when they disobey me and so uh basically every time she talks back to her father he will physically punish someone else to emotionally punish her yeah and even though this is not Direct physical abuse of Shalon. This is... Traumatic. 100% an abusive relationship. Yeah. Where he's using his anger and his violence as a method of control. And this is... Yeah. This is sad. This is a tragedy.
0: Yeah. She's stuck. Like, she's done everything she can to make everyone's lives better. But no one has, or I don't know if no one is able to make her life better. Mm-hmm. Except for her. Which really... Sucks. You want support, but sometimes you're on your own. Yep.
1: So I would like to put a flag in the fact that he cannot be blamed for his anger. He cannot be held it responsible for the way he feels. His fault because others make him do things. Yes. Yeah, so I
2: would like <gasps> to put
1: a pin. All right. Pin that. Flag that. All right. Sparkly right for that. I. I don't
0: want to go on a tangent about this, but do people it. who blame other people for how they act are cowards mm-hmm. and
1: horrible people. Mm-hmm. And now listen, what other people do can make you feel emotions. That's yes. how it works. But, but the way you react to that, it's your responsibility to process and use your emotions in a responsible way. And to this is, this is a reprehensible way. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's the first chapter of our four-chapter <laughs> reading.
0: <laughs> We're almost an hour into it. Welcome
1: to Philosophy Hour. <laughs> so the next chapter is called Watching the World Transform. Can you get me a epigraph, please? Yep. These light weavers, by no coincidence, included
0: many who pursued the arts, namely writers, artists, musicians, painters, sculptors. Considering the Order's general temperament, the tales of their strange and varied mnemonic abilities may have been embellished. From Words of Radiance, chapter 21, page
1: 10. Words of Radiance is incorrect. So, Shallan has visual mnemonic mm-hmm. That nem that's not a <laughs> real thing. Shallan's ability to capture a memory, memory. and draw it. this person's like "Mm -hmm, i think that's a bit embellished i think it's been exaggerated no Shalon's memory taking is a magical gift that may or may not like does she have it because she's a light weaver or did she get the light weaving powers because she also has this artistic predilection yeah who knows who knows i don't see myself as a light weaver who do you see yourself as i don't know i don't really jive with any of the ten orders i'd like to be a windrunner
2: but i don't see myself as honorable
1: (laughs) I'm cool kids. You can't put me in a box. I I feel like a mistborn. Okay. I would like to be a mistborn. I would like to eat things that are bad for me <laughs> and then get magical powers from them. <sighs> but anyway, uh, Shalon goes on her date. On her date. <laughs> me. Hard and wonderful reading we have ahead of us. We An hour that. later, let's talk about the heaviness of a goodness
2: and evil.
0: <laughs> Adeline has had her come to this place that she's never heard of, mm-hmm. and it makes her a little uneasy. And she finally pinpoints why: is it's facing where the storms originate? It's facing the origin.
1: All of their other buildings are built to shield against high storms. Yes. So who who built this one? It was it's it's the hottest new nightclub in town. (laughs) It was built for this purpose. Yeah,
0: it's for people to stand and observe the high storms Mm -hmm. as they come in and then run to shelter. That makes Shallan very anxious. For good reason. Mm -hmm. High storms are very dangerous. Like their whole their whole way of life is built around avoiding high storms and all of a sudden it's so funny these rich stupid people are like hey what's the most dangerous thing we can do for fun
2: yes Megan
1: so you're like, everyone's whole life is built around avoiding high storms. Mm-hmm. In the last chapter, Shalon compared her father's temper to a high storm. And she was oh. ready to face it.
0: Whoa. Oh! <laughs> Which actually works really well with this chapter. Because oh gosh. by the end, we'll read what happens. So. Shalon,
1: don't go out in a high storm. <laughs> it's not fun. Ask Kaladin. Your boot buddy. So she doesn't need to give her name to the master servant. And she draws the eyes of everyone. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Do you know what? Good. I need name recognition. I need Twitter followers. I need people (laughs) to listen to me. So what's Adolin reading? He's reading a fashion folio,
0: which is printed large enough so it won't be mistaken for a woman's book. Mm -hmm. Listen, expand your mind, sir. Not that he could read
1: it anyway. (laughs) Here we have on the previous page an illustration of... What are those folio pages? hmm It's Azir. Az yep. Azish. Azish. Azish, Azish from Azir. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I'm I'm eighty percent sure these fashion plates were done by Dan DeSantos. Cool. They look beautiful. Right? Yeah, Ben McSweeney does Shallan sketchbook. Pretty sure Dan DeSantos does the
0: folios. Um, but she finds Adolin and there's, like, this whole running thing throughout the throughout the next few pages of, like, I can't let him distract me. I'm here for a purpose. <gasps> and then he His smiles smile at her. smile is so beautiful. Our children would have the strangest hair. <laughs> She's still 17. Who hasn't done this? Who hasn't jumped ahead and been like, Our lives together will be wonderful. Y'all,
1: I did this this week with a fictional character. <laughs> I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West, and I love Catalo. Like, I know the game is not a dating romance sim, but I was like, I would like him and Aloy to spooch.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are, they are first date. They are first date talking. Mm-hmm. So, we are supposed to get married. She's like, uh, we aren't supposed to get married. We want to consider a union. So they're they're both. Listen, Shallan is not light-weaving, but they're both putting on, we're first meeting each other, and we're trying to seem articulate and charming.
0: And I'm saying the things that I think you want to hear so that you can brag to me about your exploits on the Shattered Plains. Like, oh, tell me more. Oh, and it's it comes so stilted to her. Like, she's just like, I'm just playing a part. Like, this isn't, it's not what I want to talk about, but she's like, this is my role that I have to play right now.
1: I'd like to talk about... Yasna, rest in princess. Where Adolin says, sure, it's all right for Yasna to run about in her middle years without a spouse, but if I reach my 23rd birthday without a bride, it's like I'm some kind of menace. <laughs> sexist of her, don't you think? Well, she wanted me to get married too, Shallan said, so I wouldn't call her sexist. Merely Yasnaist. She paused. yagnas <laughs> No, dret! it would have to be Miss yasna And that doesn't work nearly as well, does it? You're asking me? Adolin asked. Instantly turning around the drinks (laughs) venue. He's like, let's talk about wine. I am uncomfortable when we do wordplay. Uh, And I love that
0: he doesn't know anything about wine. He's like, I just picked something random.
1: Renarin knows. Mm -hmm. And we'll drone on. (gasps) Renarin's
0: special interest, wine. You heard it here first. (laughs) Um, And so this is when Adeline kind of reveals, like, what this place is and why they're there, and Shallan is thrown off so hard, and he can tell it's, like, very uncomfortable for her. It's the new fad, Adeline said. Apparently, we're supposed to sit here until the storm is almost upon us, then run into the other room and take shelter. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. So, she's panicking, but she's acting. She's pretending like everything's fine. Yep. Poised, she says. Elegant. I know you're supposed to swish the wine about and taste it and things, he whispered, but nobody's ever explained to me what I'm looking for. (laughs) I have a funny story about wine.
0: Is this Disneyland?
1: Yes. (laughs) So my friends are drinking and I'm not. And then my friend Joanna is like, you should smell my wine. And I was like, okay. Because, listen, I've seen TV. I've seen people describe fruity bouquet, hints of chocolate, a deepness of blah, 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 blah. Cherry and oak and, yeah. Yeah. So she leads her glass over to me. I just take a sniff of it, and me, a very poised woman in my thirties, goes, <laughs> "I actually make that noise." And I was like, "I'm such a weenie." Anyway, maybe Roshar wine doesn't smell as bad because they're like, "It's fruit juice. It's juice.
0: It's yeah. juice." I love this this scene where like Shalon is is trying to. Um, Trying to appeal to Adeline's sense of, like, oh, you're such a big, strong man, mm-hmm. you know, having no idea what she's doing. And, and she's like, isn't that dangerous? No, oh, wait, wait, which one is it? Um...
1: Oh, yeah. You see, Father and I, we would usually jump the chasm first and clear the way for the bridges. Isn't that dangerous, Shalon asks, dutifully looking at him with widened
0: eyes. And she talks in what she hopes is like a breathy, adoring voice. And
1: she's only read about romance in books. Yeah. And is doing what she thinks she is supposed to do. Yeah. I Which wanna... that is... Ugh. Listen, you Relatable. heard it here
0: first, everyone. I hate dating. I hate first dates. I hate them with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. Because you're just trying to, like, figure out things and I don't know it's it, it this whole thing struck me as like oh my gosh I've been here exactly so many times and been like oh mm-hmm. oh that's so interesting oh tell me more
1: when I'm just like ask me about myself <laughs> we're getting some great world building stuff. Mm-hmm. Shalon is asking questions about how it works and oh, uh, how do they know when to begin a chasm gosh. run? Oh my gosh. How do they know when to start a chasm run? Sorry. Okay. We'll get to what Emily's excited about in a second. <laughs> I didn't
0: say excited!
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where Emily's excrementally looking forward to. Turns out there are people who are always on lookout towers with spy glasses looking for mm-hmm. caspades just all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Shalon's like, so brave. And he starts telling a story. And she's like, I was left alone and my father has to wait for the bridge, and da-da-da-da-da, and it's so dire. And this is like, listen, I'm an Adolin. I have these stories that I tell, and I'm. it's like I just put on a record in my head, and I just tell this five-minute story that I've practiced time and again. And Shalon interrupts with a brand new question. What's Shalon's question? She
0: asks, well, he paused again. She was probably supposed to ask what happens next. What if you need to poop, she asked instead. And... And what he does is he's continuing on with his story expecting that she's asked the question she's supposed to have asked uh-huh. and he's like, Wait, what? Like, it completely derails the entire conversation. And we get this whole this whole conversation this about like what Tony Stark can do in his Iron Man suit.
1: Except what happens if Tony Stark needs to poop? What seriously? What does happen if Tony, I not Adolin, I mean, like in the MCU. <laughs> hey, MCU. Kevin Feige. Did have you not seen Iron Man Two? Kevin Feige, who definitely listens to our podcast. Have you not seen Iron Man Two? Yeah, it's been a while. They. Does he poop in the suit? I, I think he pees in the suit. At least that's different. Okay. He does pee in the suit at the party. Yes. I remembered that. The suit's not built for him to pee in it. Though. Right. He just wets his pants in front of everyone. <laughs> I'm asking. So it's Sokovia, right? And we've been fighting for 10 hours. And Tony Stark had a good fiber-filled breakfast because Pepper loves him. What happens when Iron Man has to poop?
0: I feel that he can get out of his suit fast enough. That's I true. Feel like By with three,
1: sh- he can take it out pretty quick. I
0: feel like with Shard Bears, we know that they yeah. can't. And so Shalon is getting the beggars and barmaids. Like, she's getting literally the nitty-gritty details of how battle works because no one writes about this in like it's not a story you would tell in polite company either no one talks about this but she's like
1: it's what happens like it's literally part of a battle so at the beginning of this poop conversation she mentions that he's encased in metal like a crab in a shell and i would say over this conversation socially Adolin is, Adolin is encased in a shell of niceties and Shalon is coaxing him out because he's first like, okay, well, like, men inspect your armor for cracks and you, you get something to eat or drink and they help him with what you just mentioned. It's not something that makes a good topic of conversation brightness. He's using titles to create respectable distance. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk about it. And then she keeps asking, she keeps asking, and he's like, You can't wipe yourself in shard plate, so someone has to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you don't have time, he pauses and she's like, what? And he wants to make sure that she's not going to tell anybody
0: else that she's not secretly. Oh, wit in a a wig, which
1: I legit question, okay? (laughs) (laughs) This does feel very wit-like. You must know, an old adage on the battlefield teaches it is better to be embarrassed than dead. You can't let anything draw your attention from fighting. So? So yes, I, Adolin Colin, cousin to the king, heir to the Colin princedom, have f***ed <laughs> myself in my shard plate. Three times. All on purpose. He downed the rest of his <laughs> wine. You are a very strange woman. <laughs>
0: She's not like other girls. And that's the brilliance of it all, because a lot of times... At least in like I was talking to this with a friend the other day. Like going back and watching like our favorite movies from like the nineties and the early two thousands and like going back and rewatching them and being like, oh, this is very misogynistic and ooh, it's it's very, you know, cringy now or whatever. But like the idea of she wasn't beautiful, but now she is. And so now I'm in love with her. Shalon takes off her glasses and Ava
1: was like, wow. Listen, as someone with curly hair and glasses, I'm already beautiful. You guys <laughs> need to get on my level. It's not my fault that I'm funnier and smarter than <laughs> everyone I've ever been <laughs> <out of date. laughs> Okay, I'm telling a date story. All right. It's the Superman one. Okay. So my... I um, do know this one. <laughs> yeah. So my group at... School. I went to Brigham Young University, and so I was part of a student church community because um, you have to be a, you have to be, have good church attendance in order to attend BYU. And so we would have fun activities organized for people in our congregation, which was called a ward. We were a singles ward because they put you in wards of single people until you get married. And if you don't get married, then they kick you out and you You go to a ward (laughs) with even older single people until you get married unless you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go to the family ward anyway without a family. Anyway, whatever. This is not about that. (laughs) This is about the fact that we were going on a group date of just people in the congregation and there was an actual dating committee, a church-approved dating committee, and they were pairing people up would sign up for this. And somebody on the committee came to me, and they're like, Megan, you're a good sport, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, there's this guy people don't really want to date, and we're wondering if you would be okay with having him be your date. And I'm like, do you not want me to find eternal love in marriage? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I said. I said, Ugh, okay. We're just going to say bless this guy's heart. <laughs> he shows up to my apartment t- to pick me up. And he's looking at my DVD shelf, and he says, so I see you like to read. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh, I do like to read. Those are movies. Uh, And when we were on the actual date, which was dinner all together, one of the college buildings, and then... We were doing a a painting activity after. And he had a Captain America shirt. And I was like, oh, do you like the movies? Do you like the comics? And he's like, well, I like them both. And I was like, oh, my gosh. The coolest thing happened this week in New 52, which was a reboot of the DC Universe. And I'm like, they they just wrote in a new power for Superman. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So you know how Superman gets his powers from Earth's yellow sun, right? And he goes, no. And I was like, oh, oh, you didn't know that? Okay, well, well. Superman gets his powers from the sun. And he goes, I didn't mean I didn't know that. I mean, no, he doesn't. And I said, excuse me? (laughs) Because you guys, that's the whole thing, right? Is that like Krypton's old sun was dying. It was an old red sun. And then when Superman comes to Earth, the young yellow sun is what gives him his incredible powers. And I said, well, actually, it's so i'm like that's that's literally (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting furious again just thinking about it this was 10 years ago easy and i was like yeah he gets his powers from the sun and he says megan have you even seen superman 2 and i'm like have you and he's like he fights in the dark and at night explain that and i'm like i'm so glad you asked actually because superman stores power from the sun he doesn't need to have sun shining on him to have his powers and this new thing that had just been revealed is superman can expel all of the sun's energy that he has been absorbing at once in a Blast the level of a nuclear warhead, mm-hmm. and then he will be completely powerless for the following 24 hours. And I'm like, that's cool! Because one of the things that's hard to write in a good Superman story is like, if you have someone who's swifter, higher, stronger than everybody else, how do you make that character have challenges outside of emotional ones? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, no, it was not a good game.
0: <laughs> Unlike this one with Shalon and Adolin. which, which is-, is turning out great. Yeah. Uh, and so. The idea that he is interested in her for who she is Mm -hmm. was so refreshing instead of, like, I mean, like, yeah, they're attracted to each other. They see each other across a crowded room in an earlier, earlier book, and they're just like, who is that? That Mm -hmm. is a very good looking person. But, like, the idea that they are actually getting
1: to know each other just fills, like, the void in my heart sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. So she is asking him chasm fiend patterns because this is, again, her study of nature, the stuff she's interested in. Mm-hmm. And she draws a few other giant chrysalises that she knows. Just there with her sketchbook at the table. And Adolin is impressed by her skills. Yeah. Like,
0: he's like, these are good. And she's like, oh, thanks. He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, these are
1: really good. And so she... He's like, okay, it looks the most like this one. Um, and anyway... That's the chrysalis of Unarig, Shalon said, a great shell from the seas around Meribethia. The people there feed criminals to them, I'm told. Do you remember in book one, The Eyes of Blue and Red? Yes, and people that's always this.
0: jump in yeah, and think that they can survive for a week or seven days or ten days or that's, whatever. That's, that's the one, okay. That's the one. But Shalon finally brings up, which I'm, okay, I can't believe that no one else has ever brought up this issue before, which we've talked about, which is... Dude, you're hunting these great shells to extinction. That's why you're not getting as many. And she's laying it out very logically. I am, I mean, listen, I don't know that anyone would bring, th- again, it's there's tears in the level of command. You can't be in charge of everything all at once, especially over something this huge. But, like, it feels like Adolin never even thought, to stop and be like, where do all these come from? How do they keep getting there? Da, 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 da. Like, Like, he
1: doesn't know all the answers. Well, that's the thing. Is you and I, we know about life cycles, and we know about, um, we know about, like, eco-preservation, because, mm-hmm. like, this is stuff we learned about all growing up, and um, food chains, and, like, apex predators, and, like, the bigger apex ecosystem predator. that supports them. That's stuff that we just know, but that hasn't, that's not what people are taught here. Mm-hmm. They probably still think, um, that most creatures, spontaneous generate, you know, before they discovered how mold actually grew, mm-hmm. it was just believed that it just appeared. Mm. Um, and so the idea is that, uh, and what I also love is that Shalon does this in like a big worded, that is because most ecosystems can only support a small population of apex predators of this size. And then Adolin goes, I've heard some of those words before. And she's sort of entranced by his beauty. He's like, "I'm kidding. I'm not as, I'm not as dense as I feign." Uh. He pretends to be. a... Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like okay. Adeline. Um, so, and then she's like, "He's like, people have been doing great shell hunts for generations." And she's like, "It's not just hunting here. You are harvesting them every single time you see them, like yeah. all of them." And it's worth thinking about and studying. So. They don't – it's not that, like, people have told them the science and warned them of the science. They just – they don't know the science behind what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, yeah, gem hearts go on forever. And I wonder if this uh, – socially, is it all connected to the fact that spren just appear all the time? Oh, that's a really interesting point. That Yeah. And they believe there's there's still – you know, we're only seeing – I can focus. I can do this. <laughs> You know those ardents who are working with flame spread. hmm We are only now, as, like, Fabrials are getting invented and studies are actually happening, scholarship these days is only now starting to discover the truth behind the world around them. We're, like, leaning away from folk beliefs and folk tales and what we've always been taught and what everybody just knows, mm-hmm. and instead we're at a very exciting part in Roshar just before a... Desolation. Nope. It's coming. I, yep. No, yes, but that wasn't what I meant when I motioned <laughs> largely with my arms. Uh, a, a kind of technological revolution. Okay. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Roshar has had them before, but whenever a desolation's come, it's knocked them all the way back to square one.
0: Can I counter that? First of all, I yeah. agree with everything you say, but I want to counter that with they've already hunted a great shell species two extinction. Oh, you're right! I know that this can happen! Good job. Thank you. Uh, so, Shalon is just like, we can fix this. Because what if you bred them instead? Like, she's, she's not just being like, stop what you're doing and stop your way of life. She's like, what if we did this? Like, it would be so much more profitable. Like, mm-hmm. she's talking about, like, controlling it rather than letting it be luck of the draw. Which then kind of leads into her next point of well, you know how we're not going to change everything about your society with the <gasps> telling you to stop hunting the great the great shells? Well, what if we did it with the Parshendi? What if everyone gave up their Parshman? What would that do? And Adolin's just like, that would instigate the collapse of society. Like, he's not even, like, joking or, or exaggerating. He's like, that mm-hmm. absolutely will not work. Yeah. And so she starts to share with him just a little bit about what Yasna's fears were. and And you can tell that it's... He's like, not that he's not willing to think about it, but when she says, like, yeah, this is really more of a thing for Navani, he's not relieved, but he's like, yeah, you should definitely talk to her about this. And this is when she reveals Navani will not speak to her. Yeah. At all.
1: I want to rewind before we talk about the parchment. Okay. Adolin tells her what Sadius did. Oh, that's right.
0: And this is a story that she doesn't have to pretend to be interested in either.
1: He seemed embarrassed when he spoke of salvation by a lowly bridge crew. Mm-hmm. And so, like, his story before was like, let me tell you about one of my grandest conquests. And she's drawn him out of his shell. They're the friendship level two unlocked. Mm-hmm. And now she gets his tragic backstory <laughs> where he tells her... It has to be at least level four. <laughs> okay, well, they got there. to his mom? Maybe that'll be later. Maybe that's later. Um... So he basically tells her the way of Kings, mm-hmm. but Adolin chapters from the way of Kings and the young prince's eyes grew dark face flushed as he talked of being abandoned on the plains surrounded by enemies. He's actually confiding in me. Shalon thought feeling a thrill, not capitalized, just a normal thrill. Mm-hmm. She wasn't certain he should be sharing all of this with her. They barely knew one another, but speaking of it seemed to lift a weight from Adolin's back and he grew more relaxed Again, people are trauma dumping on Shallan <laughs> without any
2: consideration for her feelings.
1: But no, I like I like this one. Like, this one's different mm-hmm. than she's not a little girl trapped in the same horrible situation as Wickham. This is like, hey, you shared personal things with me. I'm going to share personal things with yeah, you. This yeah, it's is more strange. on an
0: evil, even, bleh,
1: it's more on an even level. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about the duels and why Adolin is dueling and he wishes your same wish. I need to duel Sadius, pound that grinning face of his into the stones and take back my father's blade. Mm -hmm. He's too oily though. We'll never get him to agree. (sighs) she starts crying. Oh no, no, sorry. Tearing her eyes away. I thought her eyes were tearing up. I was like, what? (laughs) She says, bother. I've left you upset. I'm not very good at this wooing thing. (laughs) Could have fooled me, Adolin said. Resting his hand on her arm. Ooh.
0: I love that this is going not the way either of them expected, and yeah. it is perfect for them.
1: Yeah. And so this is this is when she talks about the Prashendi are probably the Voidbringers. Mm-hmm. And this is when we find out Navani will not talk to her. Yep. Yep. Which you witch predicted. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Navani's gonna have a hard time and will not speak to
0: her right away. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole, like, don't shoot the messenger thing because, like, it's no. Okay, it kind of is. It is Shalon's fault that Yasa is not there physically because. <laughs> because <laughs> Shalon sunk the boat her body was on. Because Shalon sunk the boat and. Y'all had to rescue Yasna from drowning, because apparently Yasna can't
1: swim. It's very hard to breathe when your
0: lungs have been stabbed through. That was a decoy body. Call me a witch again. Witch! <laughs> Burn her! Her hair is red if she speaks <laughs> of the future! <laughs> um, But this is, like, they, they have gotten into their own conversation their own little world and they don't realize until everyone else starts moving the high storm oh, is approaching please don't
1: quite skip i want to do another reading oh okay but thank you thank you for moving us along i appreciate you. you're welcome um he promises to talk to navani for her mm-hmm. and he grinned it's nothing i mean if we're going to halfway almost kind of maybe get married we should probably look out for one another's interests and as he goes on to say like don't talk about the parchment that's not going to go over well with other places Mm -hmm. she nodded absently then realized she'd been staring at him she was going to kiss those lips of his someday she let herself imagine it Ugh. Mm. anyway high storm right i
0: love this because we go from Shalon being absolutely terrified to i think her scholarly spirit being awoken by seeing something new it's almost like when she's seen the santhid for the first time and this is like Something that may, might have scared someone else or been intimidating, but it's something that is new and piques her curiosity. And she is staring the high storm down as it comes. Which is, and she, I'm, I'm imagining they're up. Yeah. Like up on, Coming
1: like. Upside. Yeah. Well, and plus also, the shattered planes are flat. And it's mm-hmm. just like flat out. For, I mean, you have, you have like some lumpy, bumpy height differences but mm-hmm. pretty much the, the high storms keep them all sheared off at the same height yeah and so
0: um, just like the grandeur and majesty of something that she's never
1: experienced before like is amazing to her the horizon had bled from light to dark like a man flushing with anger Shalon gripped the railing watching the entire world transform vines withdrew rock buds closed grass hid in its holes They knew somehow. They all knew. Connecting this back to her father's anger as a high storm. It's like, if you grow up in a house sometimes where, like,
0: people's emotions are unpredictable and, like, you learn to kind of, like, sense what's going on and, like, walk around eggshells so you don't, like, trigger something. If I were in charge
1: of making (laughs) the Stormlight Archive brought to film, Mm -hmm. the scene would not have music. Oh, we would have practical music in the scene where they're talking and laughing back mm-hmm. and forth to each other, and it would just be silent as we watched the storm roll in, mm-hmm. and there would, you know, the, the shattered planes are, are very brown, a very singular cover with like years of creme turning them all the same color, but we would watch the color of the vegetation vanish in a wave, and then we would just watch the storm roll in, and the blue wind spread in rivers up ahead of them. Oh!
2: If you listen to our podcast,
1: <laughs> I know you listen to our podcast. <laughs> right in
0: <laughs> at this made me view
2: be- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gmail or Twitter. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. But she's so enthralled that she she's like stays as long as she can until Adeline's like everyone else has gone. We're gonna get locked out of here.
1: They'll close the doors if we don't go now. Could you imagine your first date just hanging out in a high storm? <laughs>
0: oh, no. Well, here's the funny thing: is she? They finally like get them all in, and the bar locks in place, and they they can hear the storm keep coming. Six seconds, she said. What Adeline asked. It took six seconds after the servants closed the doors until the storm hit. We could have spent that much longer out there.
1: Let Shalon stay outside (laughs) in a high storm one day. Because, um... I mean, we know Radiance can survive it. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea what to make of you. You're not like anyone I've met. It's my air of feminine mystique, he raised an eyebrow. It's a term we use, she said, when we're feeling particularly erratic. It's considered polite to not point out that you know this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like, I just love seeing Shallan come to life. I am so much more on board with her now. And I feel bad that I
1: wasn't before Yeah, It's like how everything withdrew as the high storm got closer, mm-hmm. that we saw an authentic Shalon come out mm-hmm. as the storm drew in.
0: Yeah. Because she mentions she she's like there's something in the storm. And she wants to draw it, but there's just no time. So It's yeah, Kaladin's seen it. Maybe
1: she can, she can give wonder, her an interview. <laughs>
0: I wonder if she had taken a memory if she had been able to Ooh. draw even though that. like she couldn't see it at that moment if she'd taken a memory cuz when she was drawing um in the palaeam yeah she was drawing the cryptids even
1: though she couldn't see them yeah mm-hmm. i have a theory about that okay i can't remember if it's something i should say or not okay but she's got a horn eater and <gasps> a horn eater people from the peaks they can see spread anytime because that's something that they get from the their distant relations to the the listeners
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so does her horn blood make it easier for Shalon to see into shadesmar mm. um so back when she was trying to turn the stick into fire on the beach pattern shows her how to soul cast without going all the way into shadesmar like she did in book one yeah and she's able to like overlay and see shadesmart in the real world at the same time interesting um and so i think her seeing the cryptids was her looking into the world of the spren and seeing it overlaid on top of our real world which is a skill that pattern had to reteach her but we don't know how much how far she progressed as a kid yeah. cuz pattern was like we used to do this all the time when you were a kid. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that's something that a skill she's learned before and lost. Like doesn't realize that she's I still wonder adds.
0: if that's why stuff is coming not easy, but I wonder if it's just like muscle memory to her now mm-hmm. but she doesn't realize it or she's not letting herself realize mm-hmm. it. But um so so Adelin things apparently have gone well. He's going to promise to talk to Navani and get her a get her an appointment or whatever,
1: so. After the servants close the door, mm-hmm. Shallan's like, do we just wait in here? Adeline's like, in this box of a room <laughs> with light eyes, not livestock. Yeah, um, she goes into the sitting room having just had a great date and this really wonderful scholarly experience, and the Alethi women mean girl her. <gasps> they totally do!
0: And I at first was expecting Shallan to be like, why are they being so mean? Why... What have I done? But she knows she's like I'm literally dating like someone who is like very eligible for the throne. No one's gonna be nice to me about this. Which I'm like, that is an opportunity lost. Because if you can get in good with Shalon and she gets in good with the uh, high prince, like mm-hmm. there's a there's a path for you. Uh, That didn't bother Shallan. She didn't need acceptance from these women. She just needed to find Yerthiru and the secrets it contained. Gaining Adolin's trust was a big step in that direction. She decided to reward herself by stuffing her face with sweets and thinking further on her plan to sneak into Bright Lord Amaram's house. How's she going to do that? I think she's going to use Adolin. I think think that was my guess from last week, but I think that she's going to use her connections and do what I said the other women should do with her. So... Mm -hmm. But the next chapter is chapter fifty, uncut gems. Oh, I admired Adolin so much in this chapter and we'll get there. I will read the I will read the epigraph, but I just wanted to say I was so impressed with, with Adolin's restraint. He didn't show a hundred percent restraint, but he showed enough to keep himself from getting into trouble. So good job, buddy.
1: Good job. But the Chapter
0: 50. 50 epigraph says, and now if there was an uncut gem among the radiance, it was the will shapers, for though enterprising, they were erratic, and Invia wrote of them, capricious, frustrating, unreliable, as taking it for granted that others would agree. This may have been an intolerant view, as often Invia expressed, for this order was said to be most varied, inconsistent and temperate, save for a general love of adventure, novelty, or oddity, From Words of Radiance, chapter 7, page 1. What is so funny? I
1: take it back. I'm a will shaper. (laughs) I'm a will shaper. Uh, Taking it for granted that others would agree. (laughs) Hey, uh, on the, I think it was on unspoiled. Listen, I'm on like three different discords that talk about Stormlight. Somebody shared an opinion that I disagreed on. And I didn't reply. <laughs> I would like a trophy. <laughs> it was about my least favorite character in the Cosmere. And they're like, I love this scene with him. It's so sweet and it's so wonderful. And I have intense negative feelings about that same scene. And I didn't say anything. I just let them have a good day. <laughs> so you do deserve a trophy. <laughs> Reward me.
0: <laughs> this Chapter, it was great because we got to see the men's room because I don't think we mentioned from the previous chapter, men and women are separated when it comes to waiting out the high storm. I don't know why because they were all just literally together, but now they have to be separated. I don't get it. But um, Adolin has a plan to start getting, because he needs to get more high ranking.
1: He needs shard bearers to duel him. Mm -hmm. He can't just... Dual people with borrowed shards he has to take shards from people yeah not
0: the shards capital we talked <laughs> about right. last time whatever those are <laughs> but uh, so wait when he when he wait does...
1: i forgot to make a shard plate joke go for it that was it i'm done <laughs> Sh-poopy, sh-poopy, sh-poopy. he does it in his plate <laughs>
0: sh-poopy, sh-poopy. Shalom thinks he is great <laughs> Oh um so when he, he duels someone who doesn't own the blade he doesn't win the blade he just wins no. the duel. okay. Okay, yeah.
1: that makes that. I mean, because they can't get, they can't place up someone else's blade as collateral. Got it. So, and, in fact, they're usually borrowing Elokar or Gavilar's blade because mm-hmm. it's a tradition for the king to loan out his blade to shardbearers, so he can duel people who have shard plate. If they've borrowed Elokar's blade, okay, then the the plate goes to Adolin. Okay, so, and then. Maybe somebody has just a blade and they're dueling in a borrowed set of plate. He can win just the blade. Mm-hmm. But if people are just only using borrowed gear to duel him, he he climbs up difference. in the ranks, but he doesn't get... Can you combine plate? A little bit. A little bit, okay. Because remember, um, Dalinar wore Adolin's gauntlet? mm mm-hmm. um, But if you also remember... If you cut a shard bearer in half, <laughs> that's right. If you feed a ton of storm plate, storm light into, let's say, the chest area, the top half where mm-hmm. the where the gems are, then the legs the other person have will t- eventually decay and disappear. Got it. Um, but have we met someone with four arms that needs double shard bo- plate? I don't know. Let's Not find yet, <laughs> <up>. Rayfo. <laughs> um,
0: so he's taxed to elite, Elite. here's the thing however i pronounce it we know it must be wrong (laughs) for anything in this book um and this dude is weird he is weird he's the one that um his cousin is the one who's like the overall ultimate high champion yeah and adolin kind of goaded this guy into accepting and and adolin's like you've made me wait a long time and and it's this conversation of like oh well i can't wait to fight you it's going to be so good when I fight you. Like, just a very... He's a weirdo. He's a weird, yeah. weird dude. But, um... He's hungry.
1: Hungry, light eyes. <laughs> hey, what's the plate? And blade, he's bad on this stool. Hungry, hungry, light, light eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Link, it's
2: a big surprise. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is twice now.
0: Yeah. Sadius is here. Surprise! And- oh, I... Okay, I I know I don't need to say this again. I don't like Sadius, but I can't help but admire his gumption and his gall, yep. <laughs> because the the kind of scandal going around town is that again, Sadius and another high prince went off, uh, kind of rogue to get a chrysalis, and they're like, oh, th- we didn't get there in time. The Prasenti got it, or like just saying like it it. Whatever gem heart they got disappeared. And Sadia shows up like bedazzled with rough cut, uncut emeralds, and Adolin is just like that's that was the prize. They they definitely took it. And he is just walking around brazen as you please. Ugh. Obviously fully flaunting the king's
1: what do you think of my coat, Adolin? Is it in style? Yeah.
0: Rings, buttons. This is when I thought Adolin was going to lose it. Because up until this point, every time he has, um, you know, talked to his daddy or whatever, someone has always been there to keep him from calling his Shardblade, to keep from punching mm-hmm. this man in the face, to keep from calling him out on a duel. And Adolin did it all himself this time. And I was very proud of him. And I'd like to think that it partly was Adolin, but also partly Shallan's. Doing,
1: you know. So Adolin, though he doesn't rise to the bait. No, I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Um, and nearby, his short Bridgman guard, the one with silver at his temples, gave Adolin a nod of respect. Pretty sure this is Scar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. Ugh. Good job, Adolin. Just um, conceal oh. it. Don't feel it. Don't let it show. That it's one more thing that
0: Sadius has done. That mm-hmm. um, again, this is where. This is, I, okay, I'm understanding this more, why he's not being punished or whatever, and, okay, I feel like I need to, like, temper all of my comments about this. Like, I don't think in a society, the first time some you do something wrong, you should be, like, dragged in front of an inquest, and, like, like the people. Like the people of the, the emperor! <laughs> <laughs> so that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, with Sadius, is doing so many things to go against The king, like he has renounced being High Prince of Information. Um, I fear I was never a good match for the position. My shalashian temperament, perhaps. Um, I wish Dalinar good fortune in finding a replacement. Though, from what I've heard, the other High Princes have come to an agreement that none of us are suited to these kinds of appointments. So, he is already creating his own alliances within the High High Group, the High Prince Group, and so like. He's not doing anything overtly illegal, but it's definitely flouting the king's authority. Mm -hmm. And if you want to keep that authority, I would think you can't let that stand. But knowing who Alokar is and how completely oblivious he is,
1: he's not going to do anything about it. Uh, Also, Dalinar's not doing anything about it. Oh, listen. Elokar's not doing jack. I don't think Elokar realizes the seriousness of the thing. Because did they even tell Elokar the full deal of what happened out on the tower? No. Yeah. <sighs> he just knows
0: something went down. But he was more... <laughs> mm, <I'm> he, <laughs> he was more worried
1: about Dalinar and Navani's relationship. That is true. Um, but uh, their plan... Is for Adolin to eventually duel Sadius. Yes. That's what this all is building up to. Mm -hmm. Which is such a roundabout way when they could just...
2: We could totally just stab Caesar! (laughs)
1: Uh, But yeah. um, Interesting, interesting back and forth. Yeah, I'm not strangling Alethkar, son. I'm trying with everything I have to keep a few chunks of it strong enough to weather the collapse your father is bringing. Don't call me son, Adolin hissed. Yeah. Well, because he you watched your career with great interest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he Sadius again brings up like you realize I created this kingdom, and Adolin is quick to be like, no, it was it was the three of you, and Sadius's view is those two men are gone, the Blackthorn is gone, the person that I conquered Alethkar with, he's gone, Gavilar's dead, and so I can completely see why. I see why Sadius is doing what he's doing. I don't like it,
1: but I see it. It's a really good setup. Right? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, um, Shalom has left the date already, which, you know, is like, oh, yep.
0: So Sadius lets it slip that he fully expects Adolin and himself to be allied in the future. And Adolin's like, over your dead body. (laughs) Like, (laughs) absolutely not. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So. Anyways, yeah. We get some we get some good introspection from uh, Adolin here. He goes that, walking
0: to, like, clear his yeah. head.
1: Good job, sir! Uh, the The bridgemen go with him, mm-hmm. and he calls them insufferable bridgemen. But then, not that Adolin minded the men personally, they seemed like amiable enough fellows, particularly when away from their commander, <laughs> Adolin just didn't like needing minding. And so, what we're seeing here is Adolin having an irritated thought, and then walking himself through why he's feeling that mm-hmm. and letting it go. This dude's got emotional intelligence. Yeah. And something I really love is he's talking about Shalon, how she's exotic, which, you know, whatever. <laughs> Witty and not smothered in a lethy propriety. And then here's what I love. She was smarter than he was, but she didn't make him feel stupid.
2: Match.
0: I feel Maybe. like that's important in a relationship. Like, your partner will have strengths beyond yours, but you will also have strength beyond theirs so that you can complement each other. And mm-hmm. and my personal belief is, like, if you make someone feel stupid, then that's... You have, like, a power imbalance, and that's just... It's not going to work. Nobody likes to be made to feel stupid. Yep. Even though sometimes people act stupid. Th- that's just what's going to happen.
1: Uh, Adeline. Was gonna go to the kitchens to get snack. <laughs> um, I need a snack. <laughs> <laughs> but then he sees a group of bridge four, and among their number, there's a parchment with a spear. It's shed. He's on guard duty now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. but that is
0: alarming to Adeline. But you know what else is alarming? There's oh, more scratches. There's glyphs. more
1: scratches on the floor this time. And Sigzil reads
0: them. Is that what a short Azish man? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, it says, 32 days, said one of the bridgemen, a short Azish man. Seek the center. Sigzil can read. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Have you told anyone of this? We just found it. Post guards send for my aunt. So these were made with Dalinar's knife. Yes,
0: they figure that it's Dalinar who's been doing this. Because Adolin's just like, someone must have snuck in and stolen it and then returned it on your person without you noticing. And Nivani's kind of like, you know, very Sherlock Holmes-esque. We're doing Dalinar's razor this one. Yeah. <laughs> Occam's knife. The the simplest solution is often the, the you know, what it is. Um, and so... Like, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious this is what's happening. Uh, Really quick, because uh, Adolin's kind of freaking out about this because he thought that, you know... He finally accepted the visions that Dalinar was having were real. And he's like, they had a purpose. Like, Navani has almost finished uh, translating the Dawn chant with the things that, you know, Dalinar has been saying. And so, okay, I think that is how... Oh, okay. I think that is going to be how Navani and Shalon end up working together is... Either Navani is going to figure out about Pattern or something, but it's going to do something with the Dawn chant. Because Pattern can kind of read it. He can kind of make it out. He can figure it out. He can figure it out. So that's my... He's the Rosetta Pattern.
1: <laughs> and so we're, we're asking about the specificities of this date.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, assuming these numbers are a date, is it a day when there will be a high storm? Mm-hmm. No. It'll be in the middle of a weeping. It'll be almost the end of the year, but not quite. Emily, a high storm's not coming. Do you remember what's coming? It is but a thousand days. Days, and the everstorm comes. What's
0: an everstorm? I think it's a person.
1: Okay. Or
0: like an entity. Okay. Either a person or an event. I know that's... Either a person, place, or a a thing. thing. A noun. It's a noun. (laughs) But that's what I think. Yeah, I don't think it's like a literal storm. I think it's Mm -hmm. maybe a title of
1: someone or, you know. Mm -hmm. Dalinar also and Adolin have a little aside about, did you know there's a parchment among the bridgemen, and Dalinar's like, yeah, but they didn't arm him until I gave them permission. Mm-hmm. Out of you know, Why would you do such a thing? Out of curiosity. This was a little aside about Shed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, this reading should not have taken as long as it did, because I'm like, it's a short amount of chapters. Listeners, we're just having a good time. Write it. <laughs> Tell us, is this too long? <laughs> uh, we're so happy you're here with us. We just love talking about these books and what they mean. And I'm so glad we had that good and evil two sides of the coin conversation on the podcast. Yeah. So. yeah. I love you. I love podcasting with you. This is very fun. Here we go.
0: Chapter 51 airs. In short, if any presume Kazila. Kazilla. I'm so sorry. Kazala. Kazila. Kazila. To be innocent, (laughs) you must look at the facts and deny them in their entirety. To say that the Radiants were destitute of integrity for this execution of one of their own, one who had obviously fraternized with the unwholesome elements, indicates the most slothful of reasoning. For the enemy's baleful influence demanded vigilance on all occasions, of war and of peace.
1: All right so So someone got executed yeah a radiant got executed by the other radiants. so you're not just automatically a good heroic person because you have radiant powers Mm -hmm. now we have our a couple of our protagonists who are trying to be good and honorable people emily do you think we're seeing any less than savory folks get radiant powers well We have
0: postured that Elokar uh, has the ability to see things, see the cryptids. Gaz has. But I feel like Gaz is more on a trajectory of redemption. But I'm afraid it's going to get cut short and Sadius is going to do something terrible that's going to make me hate him even more. And the journey before the destination. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there's Zeth, who, but apparently doesn't have a spread. Doesn't have a
1: spread. And is not not there (laughs) i think his trajectory is a little down right now he seems to be uh in a pit of despair all right so um it's it's the next day adolin's freshly showered and is getting ready to get back in and this is a
2: oh this this is is a good
1: one yeah this is a meeting thing because everyone's prepped. Dalinar's going to go talk to the
0: Parshendi. They're going to have a, a parlay. This is going to be great. And Adolin puts his foot down. <gasps> and it works. Like, he tells Dalinar, you will not go. I will go in your place. And he uses logic. It's not like a tantrum. It's not, I want to go and I want to do it. It's... um Impossible Delinar oh for one thing Adelin said I'm going to go in your place. Impossible Delinar said I won't risk my son on father, Adelin snapped. This is not subject to discussion.
1: I love this. I love it. Uh Nobody contradicted him. Dalinar did what he wanted. Fortunately, these days those motives had a noble purpose. But in many ways, he was the same man he had been 20 years ago when he conquered a kingdom. He was the Blackthorn, and he got what he wanted, except today. And Anilin, some of Shalom's logic has already rubbed off on him. And he's like, literally, you are too valuable. Not just because of you, but because of the visions, Mm -hmm. because of, like... The, the if you die the whole kingdom will collapse deny that everyone is like less important than you yeah. and then Kaladin says he's right sir and so now we're two for two <laughs> on Adolin and Kaladin finally seeing eye to eye on something yep and so Kaladin takes his father's armplate. he's pretending to be his father um yes we've uh, it's been said of Elokar a couple times that he's a boy dressing up in his father's clothing and now we're literally getting a boy dressing up in his father's clothing mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the the strangest part wasn't him wearing the armor because it it would eventually kind of fit, so it like felt like it was his sort of thing. No, what is the weirdest part about this whole thing, Megan? He gets to ride on Gallant <laughs> uh, instead of instead of um, hold on, what's his what's his sure blood? Yeah, what a name, alan
1: I'm s- what a name, sir. So far as Adolin knew, no man had ever ridden Gallant but Dalinar. Ryshadium were finicky that way. It had taken a lengthy explanation from Dalinar to even get the horse to allow Adolin to hold the reins, let alone climb into the saddle.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited about finding out more about the Ryshadium. The Ryshadium horses.
1: (laughs) As we're driving out, uh, we see a... Basically a petrified chasm fiend that is not been... the... I thought it was the cake tier.
0: I was like, it's
1: important! And it's it's not that. It's that stuff that gets left out here on the plains gets creme-coated and mm-hmm. stuff. <sighs> so. Ugh. How does it go?
0: It's bad. It's bad because we have possessed Eshinai, who is basically... Possessionai. <laughs> who basically is like because she she believes the she believes that Adeline is the blackthorn uh cuz Adeline's like trying to pitch his voice lower And like you know oh I am the blackthorn and uh and so Adeline's just like great you're here let's discuss your surrender and uh the conversation goes in the complete opposite direction that everyone was expecting
1: because uh <sighs> it's she, a tragedy yeah it's a tragedy i just Esh and I had not taken storm form this meeting would have worked Mm -hmm. this parlay would have worked and that's what makes a tragedy so Mm -hmm. sad is you see where the character should have gone differently but Mm -hmm. you're banging on the window saying no Moash don't plot with the patriots to kill the king turn around no Moash oh he's got his airpods in he can't hear us no Moash
2: come back
0: Oh. There will be peace, Blackthorn, when one of us is dead. I came here because I wanted to see you with my own eyes, and I wanted to warn you, we have just changed the rules of this conflict. Squabbling over gemstones no longer matters. Oh. And Adolin kind of goes off book a little bit, which I don't blame him, but he's just like, why did you kill Gavilar all those years ago? Why why betray our treaty? And Here's the, here's the really infuriating part yep. is she tells him but I don't know if he knows how important that is and if that information gets relayed back to yeah. everybody else because I wonder if Gavilar had told anyone if he told Sadius and not Dalinar and Sadius is just like oh I don't know what you're talking about when people ask about it I'm going to be super super miffed
1: because here's the thing Sadius and Gavilar were together that night. Because Sadius mm-hmm. was the decoy, so maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, she tells
0: him that uh, King Gavilar, he should not have revealed his plans to us that night. Poor fool. He did not know. He bragged, thinking we would welcome the return of our gods. So, um, anyway, Adolin's mad about the whole thing because he's like, You should have gone, Dad. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. You probably could have this. been able yeah, to fix this. Um, but Dalinar's like, nope, you did exactly what needed to be
1: done. And again, these are the people who murdered my brother on the night they signed a treaty. It seems they have not changed at all from that day. But it's like, no, Dalinar, no! <laughs> pounding on the window again. <laughs> They've changed too much, Dalinar! No, you don't get it! <laughs> Dalinar, turn
0: around, come back! Oh, no! Why did we give out AirPods to everybody in the army? <laughs> Ugh,
1: I knew it was a bad deal. <laughs> Leave the bridge crew. Get a free pair of AirPods. <laughs> Oh, man. So, here is our new plan. We are going to take all the forces we can. We are going to recruit everyone we can. We're leaving after the final high storm, so we won't be out on the plateaus during a high storm. Mm -hmm. And we're back to Dalinar's very, very original plan from seven years ago, which is... Yeah, his original plan was we should do a siege instead. We're going back to what everybody wanted seven years ago. Mm -hmm. We're going to go out there, we're going to destroy all of them in a final killing blow. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I need you to duel more. High-profile matches, as high-profile as you can manage. Win shards for me, son. And Adolin
0: says, like, well, I'm dueling this guy tomorrow, and from there I have a plan. Like, he is invested. He's not just letting himself be used. You know, he's, yeah.
1: Um...
2: If, so
0: wait. If we can take shards from those who follow Sadius and use them to end the war, it will go a long way toward proving what I've been saying all along that unity is the path to a greatness. Adolin nodded. I'll see it done.
1: Yes, Adolin! So we didn't see Kaladin in these chapters. No. But uh I mean he's, he's like he's he's on the thoughts of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Uh but we have another connection between Shallan and Kaladin
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the black mane leaves. Yeah. That they played a, an important part in Shallan's childhood and they played an important part in Kaladin and it's so interesting with like her running into the same slavers that took him yeah. and um, her with with Gaz and like Vatha and like meeting people who knew Kaladin that like there's so many connections yeah. in their these two protagonists' lives mm-hmm. already. Yeah. I do. I really, I really like those those
0: connections. Yeah.
1: So we are going to let's let's look at what uh, heralds are telling us things about this week's reading. Uh, chapter forty eight. Forty eight. It's Chittinarach.
2: Nobody... Look at you.
0: I can't remember this lady. Is this B- Belen? Uh, I think
1: this is Vedaletev. Vedaletev, okay. Vev or mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: and she is about loving and healing. Again, this is <gasps> Shalon loving and healing her family, and then Chichenerach is uh, again being brave and being obedient. Even though Shalon disobeys her father, she follows her heart. She's obedient to her heart, heart, yeah. Ch-chan-a-ratch, ch-chan-a-ratch. And this one's Paula
0: and Chichenarach. Look at you! Hey. hey.
1: Uh, so Paula is about being learned and giving, Mm -hmm. and then Chachanarach, uh, brave and obedient. And, um, I think they're both very giving in their conversation with each other on their date. Look at how good you are at Spot the Herald. Thank you. All right, Uncut Gems. Paula and Paula. Paula twice. Uh. Paula squared. She, let's see, who is she the... She's the Order of the Truth Watchers, which we haven't seen any Truth Watchers so far. Well, Adolin's very
0: truthful, very upfront. He's just like, uh, with
1: when he talks to Sadius. Hey, guess what? What? So each of the heralds are assigned a gemstone as well. Oh. Like so a birthstone. Emerald. It's, it's em- emerald. Oh, we did it. We solved the Pala puzzle. Palia. And now, uh,
0: airs, which is Chicheneret. Yep. And N-
1: wait, this is Telenalat. Uh, nope. This is Ishi-, Ishi. Ishi. Okay. Ishar, he's the tenth. Sorry. Um, the numbers one through ten are named after the heralds. Okay. So um. Yeah, uh. So this is Ishi or Ishar. And he is about being pious and guiding. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I think that fits with, with and trying to channel
2: Dalinar. Yeah.
1: Pious. All right. Oh, my gosh. Next week is I am going to prophesy like a witch. <laughs> right. Um, we have more pages to cover next week, but I think it's going to be a shorter episode recording. Okay. How, where are we at right now? Two hours. Okay. Uh... So, we are going to read chapter 52, Into the Sky. Chapter 53, Perfection. Chapter 54, Veil's Lesson. And then chapter 55, The Rules of the Game. Awesome. Um... And the song for this week, I'm trying to think of, like, the perfect first date song. Mmm. Perfect first date song. Is there a Taylor Swift song that could fit this? I'm sure there is. Listeners? <laughs> I'm
0: <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> there's one about about beginning again, where... To
2: begin again, to where,
0: be, No, No, where, like, she's always had really bad luck in the past, but, like, the guy she's dating now seems like really, really Start nice. to
1: begin again. I'm trying to think. Or is there f- a funny song about
0: pooping? I don't have children, so <laughs> I don't know any of the current popular pooping songs.
1: I'm, listen, this is the hardest I've had to think to pick a perfect song. They're they're having their first date. They're getting to, getting to know each other. I don't want to use getting to know you from The King and I. I want it to do something more right. romantic. Um, I don't want to do something that's not broadway i know other songs
0: okay hold on here are the lyrics to this is the
1: taylor swift song you were looking Ooh, it's like a first date song no, like yeah, they're going yeah, on yeah, a no, first i date. love this i love this we are gonna do begin again but it's about Shalon throwing off her past with her father mm-hmm. and letting adolin Love her. Which, okay, so the song of this week is To Begin Again by Miss Taylor Swift. Yes! We stand, Taylor Swift in this household. So this is the first week ever that there has not been a male artist on the Billboard Top 100. (gasps) I know! (gasps) And that's because... Taylor is all top 10 of the top 100. Taylor! 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 You did it. Good Now, let's balance some stuff out here. Right. I do like Taylor Swift. Yes. but I haven't liked any of her albums since Reputation. Okay, that's fine. I love Folklore, them. Evermore, Midnights, they just don't do anything for me. But that's okay. Because I really love 1989.
0: Oh, 1989, Reputation and Lover are probably
1: my three favorite albums of hers. Nice. All right. Tune in next week. The last week before White Spine Uncaged. Emily, do you have any clue as to what White Spine Uncaged refers to? I'm thinking...
0: Okay, here's what... I'm hoping it's not something as simple as there's a White Spine attack, because (laughs) I'm hoping that's more metaphorical as like, someone is being attacked with all the ferocious ferocity
1: of a white spine and it's bad all right well so we're covering that next next that will be our live recording at dragon steel by the time this episode comes out that that recording will have already happened we don't know how many people are going to come <laughs> i'm guessing four yeah priscilla and marie have said (laughs) they will stop by (laughs) yay and i think we can get at least two more people in off the just the the street street. (laughs) yeah um but listeners tune in next week as shalon finally infiltrates (gasps) Yay. let's find out some stuff okay all right emily uh i gotta get back to cleaning the house i gotta get
0: back to packing i believe in you
1: i believe in you Ready? ready break